Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. I LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show as we uh, kick off the weekend. You're going, wait, dude, we've got another day of work. No, we don't. This is play. <laughs> how you doing, Marky Mark and the old funky bunch? So far, so good. Thanks for asking. How's, so how's your tooth, man? You went in oh, and did good. the other. Yeah, I got the crown okay. yesterday. It was wow. It was a, a two hours horizontal. Did you in get the a dentist scepter here. with that? <laughs> I'm just curious. Me, I, I was signed an agreement. I can't talk about that. Okay. So, yeah. Well, you get the crown, the scepter. You got. Mm-hmm. Was there a little Joker standing by with a little funky hat? You know, little bells on the end of it. No, the, the Joker was in the chair. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> if your dentist looks down and starts talking about the crown he's putting on, and the Joker is sitting there, does he go? I'm Batman. <laughs> what <laughs> you're talking about the joker i know okay just making sure we're uh, look man when they put you under with did they use uh the shots on your jawline or did they do i mean in or did they put like the gas on you what did they do i'm just this curious. dentist this office they don't use the gas at all it's just all they huh. just numb you up now when huh. i went to the endodontist to have the root canal done that the gas was going on there yeah. and that's that's where i was but I it was the good gas, not the mark. That's gas, right. right. Yes, it's okay. the good gas. Yeah. It's the, the right. gas where you feel like you're sitting in a chair in a corner watching everything go on. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> you're just you're just not really there. And and Kenny makes, Nolan, I like dreaming is in yeah, the background. Yes, pretty much. Which makes yeah. everything they say funny. You know, so Crabble like a fishwife, pornographic and, priest designed the walrus cuckoo. You? you keep telling yourself, don't laugh or don't say what you think is funny because they won't think it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. They're not going to laugh with you. They're laughing at you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Good for you. So you survived and back yeah. at work today. Good See, to that's go. the difference because, you know, in in like real world jobs, you know, you milk this stuff. Nah. You know, you, you go to the dentist, you milk the whole day. Oh, yeah. I got two things. Then, oh, I got to have this. You know what? It's outpatient mm. dental surgery. I, I have to get the crown. Really, so. It really is. It's amazing how fast things are and how pain-free things are today. Yeah. Because I know, remember long, long ago, long ago, um, I remember that it used to not be that way. No, but, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can still milk that. If you got an older <laughs> boss, man, you could you could play that out hard, man. <laughs> well, I'm my own boss. so I'm Yeah, so there you go. That's the problem. Yeah, well, look in the mirror and go, hmm, why am I so swollen? <laughs> you should stay home from work today. Wait a minute. Yes, I think I will. I, I actually had, I told you this earlier, and I, I only share this with people after the fact, but I had this dentist who's now dead, and he destroyed one of my teeth doing a bad root canal, and I ended up, oh, it's like, I didn't feel bad at first. You know, it was the next day when the infection kicked in, and I was actually doing a rem- radio remote, meaning I'm at a car dealer, and I'm out there meeting and greeting and all this. And all of a sudden, I started feeling hot and sweaty. Oh, no. I end up going and laying down. And think about this. Dude, I ended up in a public bathroom at this car dealership oh. laying on the floor with my face on the cold tile. Oh, trying to get some relief so no. I could just finish the remote. But here it is. I had two remotes that day. This was the first one, right? The second And I'm thinking to myself, well... I only got to survive another hour here and then three hours over there. And then I can get, I'm, you know, that's what my head was. I mm-hmm. wasn't thinking, Hey man, I've got a boot growing out of my mouth, you know? <laughs> and it was, <laughs> so I come out of the bathroom to do my next break. Right. Yeah. And I, it's like one of the managers of this dealership goes, uh, dude, 
<laughs> what happened? And it's like I didn't realize because I didn't look in the mirror to see yeah. that I looked like the elephant man. You know, <laughs> I am, I'm not an animal. <laughs> I'm a human being. <laughs> so anyway, it is the Mark and Mag Show. Welcome to Friday. <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and max show we appreciate you joining us you know we appreciate when you share you know that you're listening to the show uh when you post it on your social media and we ask you to do it every day and i know you you know nobody does everything every day right but then again if if you do thank you we appreciate it yes. just, just saying just throwing it out there we appreciate it okay mark yes you and i have made jokes about the lottery okay uh, yeah, yeah. you and i are not serious lottery players no you know um when we talked about it the last time and I said, you know, I don't go out of my way. As a matter of fact, a lot of times I'll think, hey, while I'm over in Georgia or Florida, I'll pick up a couple of tickets and then I forget and it's not a big deal. Right. Well, a friend sent me a private message saying that they actually go every week. I mean, it's a weekly thing where they leave their office in the afternoon and drive over and get these, you know, tickets for their whole office. Wow. I didn't know people did that. I, I don't know why I didn't. But did you know that? No, I, I did. not Okay. That's I don't yeah, I felt wow. stupid. I felt like I'd been left out of something, you know, like yeah. I missed the memo. So those are the people that would that vote for a lottery every time it comes up. Oh yeah. <laughs> you kind of well, wonder you know, who I, would vote for this. It's just everything you know about it. Who would actually want to have this happen? Yeah. It's those people. <laughs> well, there are, you know what? There are a lot of people who think, look, personal responsibility. If it's a if it's if the lottery is a tax on poor people, you know, yeah. it's there but and I get it. It's just anyway, the lottery drawing that comes up, 888, okay? Right. Mark sends me this email, and I'm <laughs> like, okay. There's a certain point in time when you think, are these rigged? You know, has somebody, because you do so many drawings, you know, has somebody found a way? And if you actually go and look up, there are a number of stories of people trying to rig the lottery, and some that were successful for brief periods of time. But seeing numbers pop up, you know, 888, I would have to think, if I won it, thankfully it wasn't six, 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 you know, because <laughs> yeah. if they gave me, like if I bought a ticket and had them randomly print out the numbers mm -hmm. and it printed out six, 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 I would not use it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd get, I would burn it or give it away or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, in North Carolina, they had a single drawing and the, and the numbers came up eight, eight, eight. And that's, you know, that's, it's the Carolina pick three and the winning numbers ended up being eight, eight, eight. And that combination proved to be a good one and if it was your number well congratulations you won along with 11,925 other people oh wow <laughs> yes. really yes a total of 11,926 tickets had that number the lottery uh, the lottery folks say that the tickets earned a total of 4.9 million with the top <gasps> prizes ranging from 250 for a 50 cent ticket to 500 bucks for a one dollar ticket uh, officials said combinations of the three numbers alike are some of the most popular combinations for the Carolina pick three. They're known huh. as trips, you know, a triple number. Oh, okay. And the Carolina okay. pick three previously had another top winner, a top prize in July with the tr a triple digit of zero, zero, zero. Wow. And that was split 9,307 <laughs> ways. Uh, now I'm going to throw this out there. I am so confused. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. I mean, it was so many numbers. It, it just <laughs> look. I've told you before. I go to the counter, you know, when I'm and just give me whatever. I just want to buy a ticket for the lottery, right? You know, that's just. <laughs> don't we just have one drawing twice once a week? And I, you know, it's like they find it, if you have that that that's a lottery. 
If you have all this other stuff, now you're just finding ways to separate me from my money. You know? Exactly. It's like, Dave, we got to pick three. And then, by the way, we have the pick three, pick your nose, pick five. That's the big one because right there in the middle, you've got to guess how long is this green booger. And if you can guess it, you get a billion dollars. And by the way, you got a one in three million chance of winning this thing. And think about that. Mm -hmm. One in three million, the odds are great. (laughs) That's. And That's you're, stand, you know. you're standing there looking at the guy saying, I just, listen, who's on first? Yeah, what's on second? I don't know who's on third. The thing is, last time I got him, I told you, man, I'm standing there, and I, I just need, I, I, what I do, okay, just for fun, if uh, there's four of us, you know, in the family that make the trip to Florida or whatever, I just want one ticket for each person for whatever the next lottery drawing is. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I just, here, here's here's four bucks. Can I, and it's like they always come back. Well, those tickets are $2 each. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay, fine. $8. What? You know, <laughs> I'm doing this just kind of as a memory thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I need yeah. four separate tickets, each with one. Yeah. And they, they complicate it every time. Okay. So you want four drawings? No, I want four tickets for this drawing. Okay. So you want. Four tickets for the next four drawings. No. Four tickets, one draw. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then he I'm looks not, at you and says, I'm sorry, are you left-handed? Oh, this is, like the, this is completely different then. Hold on. Hey, get me the donut with sprinkles and we'll move on. There you go. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show and kicking off the old weekend. Mark, yes, you and I don't traditionally use the weekends for doing stuff around the house. We find ways to get off work during the week and do it. Mm. But did <laughs> with the weather the way it's been, have you uh, have you flipped your mower recently? No, no, I okay. Have. I, I flipped it once and I did a pop. I popped the wheelie the next time and scared myself pretty badly. But this, but since then, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> I'm just curious because I, well, see, the last time I mowed my yard was when you did that. And uh, ever since then, every time I look at the hill, I'm like, nah, it's not long enough. But yesterday, yesterday, as I'm looking out in the backyard, I'm like, I'm going to have to do something. And it's uh, yeah. like, yeah. you know, because the grass is so long that I can actually use it to pull myself up the hill. And I'm thinking, yeah, I, I guess I'm okay now. I've got can, safety lights. I could weave this into a rope. I know I could. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, any, Mark, With all the rain, though, the grass is growing like crazy crazy you know yeah. and so i have a feeling i'll be back out there again this weekend even though i was out there last weekend you know bless your heart i just want to hear the stories like i said i mean there, there's got to be a time after you've rolled your mower on yourself once because uh-huh. i end up looking up video oh you know what i found out because oh, no. i look at fails people fails on youtube right they just entertain braylon and i okay and it's gotcha. just for the two of us it's like i don't make the girls watch it but you know we watch the car crashes and stuff like that right mm, yeah. and i use it as educational time oh hey, i see you know you want to be careful when you do start driving, son. You want to be careful not to do this, okay? The reason he wrecked is he was XYZ. And, you know, you have people doing the, you know, just crazy stuff where, like, they jump into a frozen pond. Right, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, son, the reason you don't do that because, and I know it's, you know, the thing is, these videos have titles like Fat Guy Fails, okay? Yeah. Fat Guy Fails Montage 2017. Bigger and better. Fat Guy Fails 2019. Right, yeah. Well, the other night, I'm getting all my stuff ready, and Braylon looks at me and says, Papa, it makes Jesus sad when we watch fat people. Oh, my gosh. Really? And I was like, what? But I'm looking in the mirror, dude. I'm, you know, come on. <laughs> Hi, how is that bad? I'm I am featured in this video seven times. 
how how is it bad not kidding i'm like huh so i thought hannah's getting back at me now i so, think so yeah time for me to play it's like coming okay. back. it's all coming back now yep i'm thinking I, there's got to be something there's got to be a scab i can pick but you know what you know you're gonna lose that battle all right uh, you're already outnumbered because when you hop on that train the tracks don't <laughs> split. They just go straight on down. The only motion is backwards and forwards. And it's like, okay, I already apologized for that. But wait a minute. Got to back up and do it again. Okay. A third time. Okay. Back up. Yes. I'm really sorry about that, honey. I, I'm, I apologize for watching the fat guys fail, but uh, I don't know how else to describe it. The, uh, their videos, they're funny. Oh, backing up to apologize. I apologize again. At least I didn't call them the T-A-R-D. At least I didn't call them that. <laughs> You know, you can't find those fails anymore. They've been removed for political correctness. Once again, standing before God and before all eternity with a giant screen bigger than anything you've ever seen and all of the times you've laughed at people <laughs> on YouTube. Ooh, a million six. <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show putting a smile on your face today because we got great music we got a weekend ahead of us oh man yeah and i'm thinking there's a guy that drives his truck up and down the hill all the time with the trailer with all the mowers and stuff on it mm -hmm. and i tried to flag him down a couple of times to get him to you know i'm thinking hey give me an estimate you know yeah and i thought if i can get him to give me an estimate, maybe i can get him to cut this really hard stretch of just to show me the work that he could do you know <laughs> a little demonstration yeah, can can you show me what you got here? But he won't slow down. I think he's looked at my yard and went, nope, not worth it, not going to do it. There you go. Uh huh. Probably. All right, so one of the things that happens on weekends, a lot of the time people will plan a wedding. Mm -hmm. And you and I have seen uh, stories and videos of bridezillas who have uh, gone crazy. And we've seen them because the term bridezilla is not a unique term to the Mark and Max show. No. It is worldwide known that some brides can be a little odd a little cantankerous a, a little needy a little demanding there you go <laughs> i think that's the word and yeah. this is one of those cases it's a bridezilla story come on It kills wow. me every time. <laughs> a wedding guest has taken a stand by refusing to attend the big day after the bride told her she would have to change the dress she was planning to wear. The woman said she received a message from the bride accusing her of purposefully picking a bridesmaid style dress and telling her that if she had wanted her as part of the wedding party, she would have been asked. Okay, <laughs> now I get it. See, I thought that one of her bridesmaids decided to go and buy a different dress. No. But this is somebody who's just going to be in the crowd yeah. trying to act like they're closer to the deal than they are. Uh, maybe, maybe wow. not. It's just that the dress she picked looked something like the yeah. bridesmaid dresses. Okay. Now, you can't do that. It was even a different color. In a post online, the, she shared the pictures of the pale gray dress she bought, especially for the occasion, alongside the dresses the bride had chosen for the bridesmaids although the dresses were different colors the bride seemed to take offense that she'd picked a similar style and was not ready to accept 
the coincidence. The bride messaged her to say, quote, my bridesmaids will be the only ones wearing any type of bridesmaid dresses. I would have asked you to color coordinate with the wedding party if the groom and I wanted you to. We would appreciate it if you do not wear a dress from a bridesmaids dress site or one that resembles our colors. I hate to be like this, but I figured this would never come up. Wow. <laughs> Sharing the messages on social media. The guest revealed it was the wedding of her boyfriend's brother. She'd asked, has anyone ever heard of a bride dictating what their guests wore to a wedding? I decided it was best if I didn't attend due to the bride treating me like this. And this isn't my first run in with my boyfriend's family treating me terribly and like an outsider. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow is right. The boyfriend's brother. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I, mm. <laughs> Did you get lost again? Now I'm just thinking, really, um, if you go out of your way, you know, I don't know. I, again, dude, you know how somebody would find that out if this was the other way around, mm -hmm. they would find out at the wedding when you show up because, right. you know, yeah, you wouldn't yeah, yeah. post it online unless you were trying to do something. Mm, Who does yeah. this? I don't know. That's the difference between men and women. I, a dude, yeah. you know. I, I we can't put on a suit. Yeah, yeah, I can't see a guy saying this is what I'm wearing to this event. Yeah, but I can see a girl posting something for her buddies on online. Hey, I found a dress for the wedding. This is what it looks like. I can see that happening. I don't see a guy doing it. I just don't. I just think I barely try stuff on. You know, <laughs> what like, size is it? Does it fit? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> if it, you know, I don't complain about what I wear because right, my yeah. wife dresses me, and I'm. <laughs> Most guys show up at a wedding and go, hey, where is this spot from? I guess I should take this to the cleaners, you know. <laughs> Last time I wore this suit was in 1984. <laughs> is corduroy still cool? Somebody points out a spot in your tie and you look at it and go, oh, yeah, spaghetti. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, and... A beautiful day in the neighborhood. We appreciate you listening and uh, taking the time to join us. And we hey, just thank you, you know, as we head into the weekend, uh, Mark and I both have uh, we're, we both have days where we kind of sit there and go, man, everything seems just a tad off. You know, <laughs> this is that day for me. I'm going to say it right now, Mark, oh. that right now. Yeah, I'm looking at my screen and I'm like, I know I'm looking at it, but I don't think I want to touch it. You know, I, I just. <laughs> Shouldn't it move on its own? <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like that today, but I am. It's been that way all morning. I'm driving in thinking, hey, why do I have to steer? Why can't somebody else do this? You know, <laughs> I mean, I did, but I did it against my will. I'm really glad know? because unless you yeah. own a Tesla and <laughs> in well, California, they're having problems with the self-driving. Yeah, stuff, I saw know? that, man. Yeah. So like if you're driving, if, if you're self-driving, which that's kind of crazy anyway, if yeah. you're riding in a Tesla with no driver, beware of hitting emergency vehicles. Got yeah. that story coming up. But first. Yeah. A yep. travel nightmare. Yes, it is. Uh, and today, if you want to travel, can I just advise you go ahead and just walk? Because yeah. <laughs> it seems like there are problems with every other form of travel. When, a, when an airline passenger boarded the flight from Budapest to London, the mom sitting in the same row asked if she'd mind trading her window seat and sit on the aisle so that her seven-year-old son could look out of the window instead. Well, she agreed and began to watch... Um, the superhero film Venom on her phone with her headphones in. But 20 minutes into the flight, the mom and son swapped places, so the child was now sitting in the middle seat next to her. 
the film got to a point where the the where Venom the you know bit the head off of the bad guy, at which point the mom tapped her on her shoulder to ask if the movie is appropriate for children as the woman then realized the kids have been watching her screen. Well, she responded to say the film was, was rated, uh, at 15 it's in the UK, it's 15 and older. The system's a little different there. The mom suggested she put something on that was more suited to kids or just turn it off altogether. And she said, now I'm not going to lie. I'm very confrontational. Confrontation makes me giddy, (laughs) but I was just dead shocked. Uh, no, I'm still going to watch the movie I picked for my flight, I responded. And now the kid pipes up, have you got any games I could play? Oh, my gosh. And no. She says, no, because I'm watching a movie. Come on, he's bored, his mom ah, said. Ah, really? Uh-huh. And oh she my said, gosh. it's not my problem that your child is bored. You should have planned ahead. I shrugged and put my headphones back on, pressed play, and resumed. Another two minutes uh, passes by, and once again, the mom and child swap places. Yes, the mother is now seated next to me. Yeah. Uh. The movie finished shortly before the plane was due to land, and when the woman opened Spotify to listen to some music for the remainder of the journey, she says this mom seating next to her said, you could at least let my kid play a game. (gasps) (laughs) Wow, Mark. Uh uh Come on, man. Yeah. I do you I not get, have your own phone, lady? You, I feel bad for the kid. Yes, with a mom like that, he's Ooh. gonna be a bag of trouble. He sure is. What in the world? So, see, I was trying to keep up with that story, and I've told I'm having trouble today keeping up. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. R. E. Dave is not here, so <laughs> I, I just come on, man. Really? Yeah. So you got a mom traveling with her seven-year-old. Is that how old he is? Something yeah. Like that? Yeah. And All she right. swaps. She gets the, yeah. the other passenger okay. to swap her window seat so I the just, kid can look out the window. Wow. Yeah. And then. and then uh, it, That's cool. <laughs> I, you know what? Hey. Oh, yeah. You, absolutely. You know, Why? Big, but, big deal. Yeah. But it's like if I'm. I listen to things on, on my phone. I watch documentary. I do a lot of things, but I do it in a way. Oftentimes, I keep one earbud in and the other off in case somebody's talking to me, you know? Right. Yeah. And. It's like I can become absorbed, but mm-hmm. still pay attention. And right, yet, yeah. this I'm thinking, no. If I'm watching something on my phone or doing something, as matter, no what I'm not letting that that donut glazed booger monster <laughs> touch my phone. My goodness, no. I mean, <laughs> donut glazed booger monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's what seven year old boys are, Mark. And I'm being kind about what's on those fingers. Don't make him mad. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And a couple of minutes ago, we threw out the Tesla thing, you know, the driving, which... Mark, I remember watching um, Demolition Man uh, back in the early 90s, you know, with uh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone right. and Sandra Bullock. Yeah, three seasons. Yeah. yeah, but they <laughs> had the self-driving car, you know, the auto drive and all that. Right. And it was pretty interesting, you know, watching it. And uh, it was one of those movies where I thought if they had placed this movie in further into the future, it really would have been bigger, you know, mm. because they were dealing with some pretty similar times it goes to show you how long it takes to get a movie from beginning to you know film right because <laughs> when they started out it was way in the future by the time they got <laughs> it done it, it was current but anyway <laughs> watching that movie of uh self-drive on you know auto drive it, mm-hmm. it was like i wondered then how comfortable i would be 
with letting letting a, a machine, you know, or mm. take over. And yeah. I'm not good with that, even though I know that a lot of jet aircraft, you know, passenger planes are flying overhead, being operated by computers. But, you know, they yeah. don't have cars. You know, they don't have a jet plane, you know, buffering yeah. them, you know. Yeah, it, right. Like three feet on either side yeah. of you. And, and if you're in the opposing lane and it's coming yeah. at you at 60 miles an hour, right. three feet away from you on yeah. one side. I'll tell you what's. I have never been in a self-driving vehicle, but I have been in a foreign country where they drive on the other side of the road. Right. And I've sat in what we would consider to be the driver's seat, the left-hand seat, and mm-hmm. the guy in the right-hand seat has the steering wheel. That's a freaky experience. Oh, I bet. Because Yikes. you're riding along and there's no steering wheel in front of you, and it's just like mm-hmm. normal, except you're mm-hmm. not driving. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's just weird. that's where you're looking for the Tesla auto drive. It's you just know? really, yeah. really weird. It is. Well, now federal safety regulators are investigating at least 11 accidents involving Tesla cars using autopilot or other self-driving features that crashed into emergency vehicles when coming up on the scene of an earlier crash. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration said seven of those accidents resulted in 17 injuries and one death. All of the Teslas in question had the self-driving autopilot feature or the traffic-aware cruise control engaged as they approached the crashes. Tesla stock fell 5% in the morning trading following news of the probe. The accidents under investigation occurred between January 22nd of 2018 and July 10th of this year across nine different states. They took place mostly at night, and the post-accident scenes all included control measures like first responder vehicle lights, flares, and illuminated arrow board, road cones, you know, etc., all the stuff. The safety of Tesla's autopilot feature has been questioned before. The National Transportation Safety Board, a separate agency that also investigates plane crashes and other fatal accidents, found autopilot partly to blame in a 2018 fatal crash in Florida that killed a Tesla driver. Police in a Houston suburb said there was no one in the driver's seat of a Tesla that crashed and killed two people in the car earlier this year, a charge that Tesla has denied. But Lars Moravi, Tesla's vice president of vehicle engineering, confirmed in April in comments to investors that Tesla's adaptive cruise control was engaged and accelerated to 30 miles an hour before that car crashed. Tesla's been seeking to offer full self-driving technology to its drivers, but while it says that its data shows cars using autopilot have fewer accidents per mile than cars being driven by drivers, it does warn that current autopilot features require active driver's supervision and do not make the vehicle autonomous. All right. Well, that's the catch. That's what that's their insurance right there, man. That's yeah. the uh, warning. But, you know, Mark, I think and I'm I'm not I am not an attorney and don't play one on the TV <laughs> or radio, but Anywhere, I'm thinking yeah. I'm just guessing that in most of these cases that a driver was failing to do what they were supposed to do when the auto drive function was being used. Yeah. Um, there was the story of the doctor who had a late shift and got off and was in North Carolina, was on his way home and was watching a movie in his Tesla on mm, the way home yeah. when he crashed into an ambulance that was there uh, at the scene of an, of an auto accident. Right. Um, he was totally unaware of what was going on because he was watching the movie instead of right. participating in his car moving down the highway at you know 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And again, I hate any accidents. I do, but... I remember driver's ed. My teacher said there's no such thing as an accident. Somebody did something to cause this. It's a wreck. It's not an accident. True. And so I I think it's a cool feature. I do. Yeah. 
but and I, they've taken some interesting measures. You do have to have yeah. you can't just you can't just sit back and take your hands off the wheel. Yeah. Or it'll start nagging you. You have right. to have a hand on the wheel all the time. And some people have found ways to get around that by sure. you know, hanging things on the wheel to make it seem like their hands are on the <gasps> Mark, wheel. Mark. Yeah. The Mark and Mac self driving hand. We get a hand, a little rubber thing with our logo on the, you know, I'm not kidding. And he just put it on your driving. There you go. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and both of us have a little smile on our face mark's is because he still got leftover stuff from the dentist yesterday mine's because it's friday (laughs) you You just wake up and go ah yeah and if we do that mark with what little we do can you imagine somebody has a real job i mean friday it's like oh my gosh i made it survive yeah wow i wondered when we were going to start seeing stories about schools being reopened and Mm -hmm. uh now as we've mentioned many times we are in alabama and the state of alabama uh during the covid19 shutdown did cut kids loose you know the when the whole thing exploded in march of that year and they cut school and whatever but by the time fall rolled around schools were back up and running other states though and this is what really is kind of odd you know have been shut down since and they're just now getting back in like california and um i i'm still bothered by a number of things uh about california and how the teachers there um when when they wouldn't teach their own children in you know in school settings yet they were going to the border and volunteering to teach illegal alien children you know Mm -hmm. face to face that bothered me yeah. Uh, but I digress because now California has a whole new set of problems to deal with. Yeah. And we've talked about a few times here about what happens if you shut buildings down, you don't maintain them. They're not people in them using them all the time because, right. you know, things start molding and, and yeah. rusting and, and stuff like that. Well, he's, a, he's, I felt so stupid yeah. for all the comments I used to make about why do they make kids go back to school in right. August? My yeah. God, it's the hottest month of the year. I feel so <laughs> foolish for having said so many times until finally, yeah. thankfully, I, I am so thankful that a friend mm. did give me the, the skinny on that, you know, yeah. of why. And yeah. I and, did feel foolish about and it. And so nowadays with air conditioning being available everywhere and, and the systems have to keep running and everything has to be maintained and such. And, and, and if that doesn't happen, you can't have worse problems. For example, in California, we were just talking about teachers there. They were excited to get back into in-person learning in the schools until they saw that rats had overtaken their desks and their classrooms. They found their classrooms at Shure High School in Montebello littered with rat feces, according to the L.A. Times. Uh, Teachers told the newspaper they could hear rats scurrying through the building as they prepared to welcome students back to school. In some cases, rats sprinted around cabinets and jumped on classroom desks and chairs. The rodents tore apart books and shredded papers. Uh, Let's see. This is uh, uh, Al Cuevas. Uh, he's uh, a teacher there. He told the L.A. Times, I could hear rats running around in the walls and the ceiling. It's disgusting. Other rooms right near me were completely taken over by rats. Students and teachers were ready to return to Shure High School on Monday for their first day of in-person learning since the coronavirus pandemic began. Now, the first day has been pushed back. The school district told parents and families in a statement that it would delay the start of school because of construction and cleanup. School officials didn't mention the rats in the letter to parents, though. Teachers, however, said the rats have been an ongoing problem. 
David Navarre. He's the president of the Montebello. Mm, Montebello. Yeah, I, I want to say Montevallo because it's close by, you know. <laughs> yeah. The Montebello Teachers Association uh, told CBS LA it's been a problem for years. Teacher Paul Chavez also told the LA Times he remembers rats falling from the ceiling during meetings before this year. Yeah, so it was already a problem now, mm-hmm. worst problem. But the part that got me about this and uh, is because when, when they shut down, you know, for COVID, it really happened. It was like on Monday, hey, we got a really big problem we're going to have to deal with. Tuesday, mm-hmm. it's like, well, maybe, we can, maybe we'll mask up. And then Wednesday, it's like, no, we're shutting down and gone. Yeah. And so there was none of the winding down of the school year and prepping for the students to not be there for a while. Right. It just, boom. So obviously there's going to be a bigger problem but i'm Mm -hmm. thinking why wasn't there somebody and i'm thinking a janitor maybe you know the part of the custodial staff going through the school and making sure you know that it was okay i mean this shouldn't have been a surprise yeah possibly not and what and because i'm very suspicious about everything now (laughs) you know i can't i'd like to take credit for that by the way (laughs) i can't help but wonder if this is all just a dodge of some kind ah liferadio.fm the mark and mac show cruising along singing a song side by side ye old mark and mac show got them all there you go congratulations all the hooks right there hey man i meant to tell you this before we started today oh um, yeah Dan, db cooper you know <laughs> yes the, the only unsolved hijacking in the united states of america mm-hmm. uh, for hijacking for ransom yeah um and a uh, it happened. Uh, the hijacking occurred what Thanksgiving Eve, okay, like okay. November of seventy-one. Right. Um, there have been many theories. There still are many theories. There are many people who claim it was a family member, a relative, who pulled this off, and they have really compelling stories to share. Okay, mm-hmm. but there was one thing that because he jumped at night in, in a bad weather in a mountainous area, you know, there there was a lot of commentary about well an experienced uh, jumper could have made it off the jet, right? Right. But landing in the woods at night in the rain, chances are he didn't survive the jump, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like in 1980, a boy who was uh, walking along the riverbank with his dad found some money. Yeah. And it was over five grand, I think, of money that was traced back back to db cooper via the serial numbers okay i knew knew about that yeah okay and that's kind of that that's what has for many years told many people he didn't survive you know it's well they found the money you know he right and it was in the it was in the water and so you know i I was and i was of that mindset that probably didn't make it because of that right Yeah, yeah um but here's the catch I didn't know this because they didn't publicize it, but the FBI, when they closed the case a couple of years ago, they posted everything about what they had figured out, you know? Yeah. And one of the things was in that money that was found on the riverbank that, like I said, many people, including myself, thought this tells you he didn't make it, you know? Well, they actually did a dig, okay? Um, They dug down in the area it was found, the location and all that, and the river had been dredged in like 74, Okay, so since he jumped in 71, this money should have been found at a level lower than the dredging. Hmm. It was not. Matter of fact, where it was found and everything else indicated that it hadn't been in the water that long. And so 
again, there there are a number of different people who claim it was a husband or a son or whatever. And yeah. anyway, just thought I, I'm throwing that out there. If you were like me and kind of went, I'm interested in the D.B. Cooper story. It's been, you know, movies have been made, books have been made, websites are set up. Yeah. And that money being found was one of the things you kind of go, well, I think it's huh. an interesting story, but yeah um you take that out of the mix that did that that came much later and there is a woman who claims her husband who after he died she found out he had many many secret identities Uh oh yeah that they made a trip. they were from florida but they made a trip in 1979 to uh, upstate washington to go visit some of his, it was like his old uh stomping grounds yeah and while they were there um he went for a morning walk and threw a bag of trash in the river and she, his wife, got mad. Well, from where he threw the bag of trash in and where this wound up, seems to me he threw $5,800 away. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, hmm. there. but again, there are so many stories, Mark, where yeah. people really believe that they, that their significant other, relative friend, was D.B. Cooper. Hmm. And they have what they consider to be evidence pointing yeah, to that. Yeah. Anyway, did you ever did I, I told you about that discovery thing, the uh, expedition unknown episode about DB Cooper? Did you ever look that up? I, I did. I actually that's what made me think about this because I have it on yeah. my list of things to watch this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's viewing tomorrow morning probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I I sent you a link to it just so you yeah just look out for that so you okay. can find it easier. So uh, well, that just popped up and yeah. I appreciate you yeah. sending it to me because that's that's the thing you know it's like there are so many stories about it yeah and being kind of a crime junkie you know mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those <laughs> things that uh because i don't know why we all have different passions about things if mm-hmm. things we find interesting or humorous i mean some people think you know i don't know needlepoint is fascinating yeah. or whatever you know yeah, yeah. I, and some people like us i know and that's sad I, go I'm figure. weird go figure I, I, yeah but thank you <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and max show and uh, the friday edition which really has us looking forward you know (laughs) talking a lot about vacations off the air yeah and you and jane you guys are really you you have zeroed in on doing the disney thing this in the next six months right yeah we does she know that we yes she does we've been talking about it and uh and we're it's it's really weird from day to day my opinion about it changes based on the news and what we're seeing and yeah i just never know if i if we get in the car and we drive to florida but in the time that we're driving from here to there that eight to ten hours it takes us to get there is something weird going to happen and then the, and everything goes into lockdown or not wow <laughs> yes know, yes it will that, that, that's just the thing but because and they're fighting ron DeSantis right. and everybody they're fighting so hard for everybody to have a normal life yeah in florida that yeah, good luck. And, and uh and they're for the most part being successful except for where leftists are in yeah. charge you know right so they're being pretty successful yeah. and i'm seeing clues looking at yeah. things uh, with the uh, publications about what disney's doing like they're, they're right. disney's kind of bringing things back to normal again Good. so they're opening more hot- more of the hotels that have been closed for a while mm-hmm. they've uh they because of covid restrictions they eliminated anything that was a buffet meal and, right and that's all starting to come back now mm. and little things are it's all progressing in the right direction good. and so it's looking good it's looking okay. good hopefully well, it'll happen I, one of the things that i remember um trying to explain to my kids before we went to disney back in the day yeah and i was they were like well how much different can it be than six flags okay huh. and 
And I tried to explain. I said, you don't understand, but because you haven't been there. But yeah, yeah, there's a big difference. I'm not knocking anything when I say that. I mean, Six Flags has value and it's a lot of fun. It is. Uh, yeah. It's a great place to, to spend a lot of money on very, you know, food. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Disney is a different experience. And you and I were talking off the air about uh, uh, waiting in line. You know, when you're standing in line, and it, it happened to us with that Mission to Mars. Mm, um, Mission Space, what was it? yeah. Mission Space. Yeah. And we're... It, it, at the time was a fairly new attraction mm -hmm. and when we went on it the guy our guide because we finished up our show and he took us he took me and mark and our buddy mike eccles who was yeah. there with us we had a um, we had a handler <laughs> yeah and the handler you know took us he said uh, you know this is the hottest ride right now the lines are really long and we walked right on up and got right on. And I mean, people I, boring holes in our backs. Who are these buddy? People? Yeah. <laughs> but here was the thing. We did the ride. And it was awesome. Okay. It was. It was. But I wanted to ride it again. And with my family, because there are so many things you miss. Yeah. You know, all the in cool the stuff in the queue. Yeah. All those things in line yeah. help you as part of the experience of the actual ride. Mm -hmm. And having done just you know again just the cool you know, mechanical part of this was neat but once we did the whole ride with all of that stuff that happens while you're waiting yep it really did there was a moment mark and i've said it before there was a moment on that trip where i my body with my brain so messed up for a moment i actually thought i'm in space and this <laughs> is i'm being protected by an aluminum can yeah. that's it you know yeah. i can poke my finger through this tin foil yep. and uh that is very very cool. I encourage you to go and you know. they do that in a lot of places. There's a uh, there's really? a ride in the Magic Kingdom, uh, Peter Pan. The yeah, Peter oh Pan yeah, ride. that's it's the other a, one. It's yeah. a classic ride. Yep. It's just it's been it is. it's like from the very beginning of the Disney parks. Mm -hmm. The very in, yep. in California, Peter Pan yep. was there, and um, I think almost every time I've ridden it, I've done a fast pass on it because the line is always yep. so long, and the ride's like two minutes long. Yep. Right. And you yep. stand in line for 45 minutes yep. to ride a two minute ride. And I mm -hmm. thought, well, this is nuts. I'm going to go get a fast pass and be able to just waltz right in. And I've done that so many times. Yeah. And then a few years ago, I ended up in the, the fast passes were like gone for the day. They had no more left. And so Jane and I went and stood in the standby line and we walked through that long form queue. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, I'll never ride this ride any other way now yeah. because you go through. Uh, you go through the children's bedroom from the mm -hmm. story, yeah, and all of the stuff that you read about and you saw in the in the cartoon, and it's all there. And mm -hmm. Tinkerbell is flying around in yep. the room, projected on things, and right. and there are uh, there are projections that you can interact with and play with, and it's, yep. it's just an amazing experience. And they, all the things you miss, yeah, they put all that level of attention into and detail into everything they do. It's just. It's just, I, like I said to, uh, I was, I had lunch with my mom yesterday and I said that these guys, it's the top of the heap, you know, it yeah. is literally the top notch. It's the, it is the theme park. Everybody else tries yeah. to achieve their goals. You when know, you're waiting in yeah. line and it's part of the ride, yeah. that rocks. That's that just is. smart. You it's know, awesome. Right. Yep. It is the Mark and Mac show and uh, we are working it. You know, I'm, I'm seriously thinking that we're going to be able to pull this off in the next several months to work a deal for us to do our show from Disney again yeah. and take along some winners with us. So there you I go. Hope so, yeah, I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope we're off. Yeah, <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. I think. Life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show where 
every every day's a party. Every meal's a feast. It's just like Mardi Gras without the beads, the booze, and the, the cops. It's so the there home, you go. It's the home of the donut glazed snot monster. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get rid of that mental picture I again. I know it. <laughs> you know, I've uh, wondered. There was a thing, and I guess it was back on like the History Channel when they did uh, documentaries about cars, and they did a thing about Lee Iacocca and the Ford Mustang. Yeah. And I remember watching it. Like, you know, because... When my kids were smaller, um, younger, I would get up early on Saturday morning. It was the only time I had, you know, to myself in my own home where it was quiet and I could watch something. And Mm -hmm. so I would, that's what I would do. And one of the shows I was watching was about the Ford Mustang and how, when it first came out, there was some, and I, not a car guy, I don't know the difference in engine sizes, but the Mustang actually had been released and to promote it they worked to deal with you know avis or hertz one of the rental car companies oh and yeah <laughs> race car drivers were actually renting the mustang mm-hmm. okay and using it to race yeah it's just unbelievable and <laughs> until they finally caught on because they're like you know these mechanics they rent the car take the engine out put it in a race car and then you know put it back in there and yeah. so they're, anyway <laughs> just kind of funny but Anyway, so whenever I see a story about somebody doing something crazy with a rental car, that's oh, what I think man, of, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you've, you've, I don't know, but I've heard pretty much all my life, don't buy a rental car because people, people, oh, yeah. rent, people don't respect rental cars. They do crazy things with them. And this is another example. <laughs> this happened in Canada. And according to Peel Regional Police there, an Ontario man was testing out a rented Lamborghini and they caught him doing... 122 kilometers per hour in a 60 kilometer per hour zone. <laughs> Mark, does it make any sense that my thought was you can rent a Lamborghini? Yeah, I know you can. That's the crazy thing. Drivers in Ontario caught the uh, uh, stunt driving are subject to a 14 day vehicle impoundment. So what do they do? They're going to impound his rental Lamborghini. <laughs> He's not going to be able to turn it back in again at the, at the end of the period. <laughs> and what that happened, what, what happens now is he's going to have to pay $18,000 in rental fees. Wow. For the car. He has no, no way to drive. In addition, Man. anybody caught driving 40 kilometers an hour or more above the speed limit where the maximum is less than 80 kilometers an hour will now face stunt driving charges and a 30 day driver's license suspension. So not only can the guy not drive the Lamborghini, he can't drive anything. <laughs> and he's got to pay 18 grand. Wow. Well, was it worth it? <laughs> Probably not. LifeRadio.fm with Yield Mark and Max show, the Friday edition and um Mark, whenever you send me a story, okay, yeah. like this one, have you texted in your sleep? My first thought is, it, did he do this? I mean, <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking, surely, you know, what kind of gibberish is this? You know, it's not like, hey, hey, have you ever texted in your sleep? Yeah, I'm like, what did you do? I mean, I'm thinking, am, am I your alibi? I mean, what is this here? <laughs> now it's another case of somebody spending money <laughs> oh, okay. on a study. And that study uh, discovered that up to 35% of us have had a text conversation while still sleeping. Hmm. The conversation okay. ends up being, uh, you know, yeah. Mark, 
I'm picturing you at the stoplight waking up. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking, is that the kind of sleeping we're talking about, or are we talking about in bed curled up? No, that was a scary kind of moment yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about it in the bed. Uh, <laughs> the conversation, which is usually mostly gibberish, starts when your phone starts beeping or buzzing, and, and it prompts your brain to go into this autopilot mode, and you return the text. It's not always gibberish, though. The mm-hmm. study found that men usually will text about food. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the text is. What you get back is cheeseburger. You know, <laughs> that's what you get or something wow. like that. <laughs> yeah, big steak. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And women tend to be romantic. <laughs> so, mm. so if you're if you're sleep texting, if somebody texts you in the morning and says, "What was all that about last night?" <laughs> you better look back through your texts and see what you texted them because you could be a sleep texter. Tell you what, man, if I touch my phone, you know, after the lights are out in our bed, LaDonna's climbing over me to get to it. What are you doing? (laughs) Who are you texting? What in the world? Come on. Who is that? Don't they know we're sleeping? See, that's why you have to have that do not disturb thing kicked in so that after a certain time at night nobody can bother you yeah <laughs> that's what well, i usually you know when Ladonna's climbing over me it's like the dogs are waking me up on the way you know <laughs> <laughs> which one was it that was gizmo well you should have done it to roxy <laughs> well baby i'm asleep i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> your phone you're texting no i'm not i'm trying to sleep what are you talking yeah. about <laughs> you were texting in your sleep i know i saw you do it <laughs> Your Honor. I knew that. That was the thing. (laughs) Your Honor. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show where in our ongoing quest to make sure you know exactly what is important in this world and how to solve the world's problems and everything else, Mark has gone into overdrive. (laughs) He has solved the question of what percentage of shoes... Owned by women, do they actually wear? And this is a vital piece of information, men. You need to know this. Make notes right now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and pull off. Go ahead and pull onto the shoulder of the road because you'll want to write this down. I didn't do all this research for nothing. The average woman owns 20 pairs of shoes. That's 20 average. pairs of shoes. That's average. Really? But only wears, okay. only wears five of them. What? Uh, only wears five pairs of shoes. That's according to uh, the, the 20 study. pairs of shoes most uh-huh. women own, they only wear five. Yep. Exactly. All at the same time? I mean, that's 10 <laughs> feet, right? We're five of their shoe, five of pairs. 90% of women say they have a pair that they've never left, that have never left the closet. They have some shoes well, they have never worn. And the top well, some re- people do stay in the closet their whole I mean, life. Thank you but, very you know, much, Uncle Dave. <laughs> top reason some shoes never leave their box. Mm-hmm. They're too uncomfortable. Why'd you buy them? Mm-hmm. They have an impractical heel. In a Why'd you buy them? <laughs> they don't match any outfit. Why did you buy them? They're too expensive to damage. Oh, Why I wouldn't want them. <laughs> did you buy them? And the last one was they were an unwanted gift. So you can't say that this time because it was a gift. <laughs> they don't count. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh both of us having grown up in that era of well first things first the 60s was all about uh, from from a child perspective uh, getting to the moon that was a pretty big deal yeah um 
the other part was give a hoot don't pollute you know the indian on the side of the road the little teardrop coming down and and it was a big deal for many many years of you know taking care of our environment and things like that so when i see these stories you know that are supposed to be i'm putting in air quotes romantic or intra there you know what i'm just thinking all you did was give us a name for the daggone litter bug (laughs) there you go you just have had to have an excuse for tossing that in the ocean yes and we're talking about messages in a bottle this is another one of those stories a trio of boys visiting an irish beach found a message in a bottle that crossed the atlantic ocean from newfoundland canada (laughs) brothers uh oisin uh eugen and uh oisin and eugen odority i love the names in this story i'm copying and pasting we're using these man (laughs) wait a minute Look at the dude's cousin's name. Oh, I know. I saw Audrin. Yeah. <laughs> Audrin O'Sullivan. I love these. This O'Doherty and O'Sullivan's uh, from Greencastle, Ireland. were on a county Kerry beach near the Glen Pier um, when they spotted a bottle among some rocks along the coastline. The boys enlisted the help of a relative to retrieve and open the bottle, which contained a message written by Canadian fisherman Craig Dover. <laughs> you know his brother's name is ben i heard about him uh catherine Mc- wow it's, no this one is mick george higan <laughs> it's probably mcgeehan <laughs> no it's spelled like mick george again it is it really is m-c-g-e-o-g-h-e-a-e-g-a-n <laughs> okay <clears throat> their grandma posted the photos on uh, on of the discovery on facebook um drover wrote this bottle was tossed over the side of the Arctic Eagle on the Grand Banks of Newfoundland, Canada, while wit fishing for snow crabs. The note con- contained an email address, and the boys used that to contact the author of the note. And um, he said, uh, glad to hear the boys finding my message in a bottle. I'd say they were a little excited, to say the least. A nice way to end a vacation. It's amazing how far huh. those bottles travel. Uh, wow. He said uh, he frequently tosses messages in bottles into the water during his fishing trips one of his bottles was previously discovered in 2018 by a surfer off the coast of spain okay i just have to be gut level honest here crab fisherman's got a got a drinking problem and he's disposing of the bottles there you go <laughs> he's just putting notes in them because i'll put a note in here that's, yeah that's right there you go kid <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and max show where it's been a busy week it's been a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, the other day mark and i met for lunch where he could uh, you know hook me up with some surprises which was really cool <laughs> looking at my mark and max show coffee mug Yay. i love and the stickers and uh, just i've been i've been finding a way to get the stickers out which is kind of cool what we're, we're walking out the door oh, of this right. restaurant and and dave is dave is hung up on the door i thought what did he get a, something hung on did he get a sleeve hung on the doorknob what's it going mm-hmm. he's putting a sticker on the door on the way yeah. out. well <laughs> i want people to know you know i know hey. <laughs> i've been i've been thinking about doing the same thing going yeah. back to some places that i enjoy going to yeah hey, and there are places you know where you go and they've got like a sheet of plastic over the counter yeah. and they've got business cards everybody's been mm-hmm. putting their business and i want to say hey can i put mine on here yeah peel slap yep well that's the thing if you're really quick about it you know that's the key is you know the key is not getting caught right and things they don't pay attention they don't know it's like wow it's colorful it's neat it's okay 
I'm cool with it, man. All right. All right. <laughs> there are shows on YouTube, and I've we've talked about these at length. That, oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny because Mark and Jane, you know, have an adult son, and uh, you guys have pretty much been empty nesters for decades. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I have not, you know. Right. Yeah. I have had children in my life since I was 20, a child, <laughs> pretty much, and <laughs> So just when you think, yeah, I know what it's like to, I know the Barney songs. I know the power ranger stuff. I know the frogs. I know all these things, but the one thing that got me as a surprise was Braylon and YouTube. And, uh, I, I did not know. I really didn't, uh, you know, I would use YouTube for very specific things. I didn't know that there are people who have created television shows on YouTube for mm -hmm. children. Yeah. They're, they're bad, they're weak, they're whatever. But, you know, if you've got a three or four or five-year-old mentality, six-year-old, these things can get you, you know? And I uh, I got to find the right way to say this. Hannah wants to make sure if Braylon's watching something, it has some kind of educational value, okay? Okay, yeah. Which yeah. goes back to my phrase earlier today when Braylon told me yesterday, uh, hey, uh, Papa, you know, Jesus, watching people... Watching fat, fat people, people fall. Okay. Yeah. Fat people fails on YouTube makes Jesus sad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I I would buy that if Braylon didn't point out several times during these videos. Hey, that looks like you, Papa. That looks like you, Papa. You know, it'd be different. But, well, we're basically watching me in various clothing doing fails, you know. I think but, what you should do is just say, listen, Braylon. This is what your mommy used to watch when she was a little girl. <laughs> Bob Esponga. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one show that that he does watch, and the guy's name is Jake. And we started watching because Jake, uh, he's an outdoors kind of guy. Okay. Um, he 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 loves to find things. Like he he goes into creeks and waterways, and, and he picks up trash and you know finds interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, he has found a number of guns mm. tossed away into rivers. You know, you got a bridge, yeah. somebody needs to ditch a gun, boom, he finds it. Yeah. And fascinating stuff. Uh, we've watched his channel over you know for the last year pretty much. And he, like I said, he's a good guy. There's no foul language. The um, content is conscientious, positive. So that's one of the shows that we do watch, and, and it's a lot of fun, and the guy does a great job. Yeah. And uh, so whenever I see a story like this, phone returned to owner after 12 months in a river. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding, man. Jake has found things in the river that I can't imagine somebody walking away from. If I had lost it, I would still be in the river looking kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jordan, Jordan, Ms. Lakis and uh, of North Carolina and her husband, Scott, were visiting Ontario in July of last year, celebrating his birth, the, the birthday of her brother, Jesse, when she dropped her phone into the Chippewa River. They were visiting Chippewa Falls at the time. She says, we were having a good day fishing and everything was fine. And I put my phone down on one of the rocks. And of course, it took a tumble and slid down and we all watched it go into the water Obviously, that water can wow. be deep and is extremely fast. The family tried to find the phone using a magnet, but eventually they gave up the search. Wow. She says she they returned to North Carolina, and soon afterwards, tragedy occurred when Jesse passed away. He died in an wow. ATV crash. Oh, man. And that means the last photos of the family together uh, were now oh. on her phone at, a bottom, at the bottom of that river. Wow. 
Well, she returned to Ontario in July to mark her brother's birthday again this year. And while there, she received a message from a stranger there. And uh, she says, we went back to his home to celebrate his birthday like we did last year. And that day, I got a message on Facebook from this complete stranger who said he and his brother were diving at the falls and they found my phone. Wow. He thought I'd just lost it because it was in pristine condition. It didn't look waterlogged or anything. Wow. Well, she was re- reunited with the phone and the photos it contained. Wow. She said they just popped up like nothing. The phone, it was wild. The phone had been underwater for a year and 12 feet of water, and it was as if nothing had happened. Wow. It was remarkable that the phone was rediscovered when she happened to be in town. She said, we, yeah. we were like, what are the odds? It makes you question things and wonder the timing of it all. Wow. A couple of days before his birthday, and that happened. Wow. Yeah. That's just, just wow, man. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. I will tell you, one of the things you can do, and, and I recommend it, is to set up an email just for, you know, not backup, but like pictures and things that you want to make sure you have, you know, hmm. email them to yourself. I know that the cloud and all that, but because I am an idiot and I don't understand most of that stuff. <laughs> well, a lot of people just don't, don't, you know, they say, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want right. that. And they don't realize that's your backup. You're saying yep. no to. Yeah, I know. And that's hmm, welcome to Dave's world. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I get an email. Hey, um, <laughs> I lost something. Can you help me find it? liferadio.fm the mark and mac show number one in great britain it's specifically in london i mean we've got huge huge bag of listeners right there and i never know yeah well yeah i just don't know how to do i call it united kingdom do i call it great britain do i call it england i just call it what makes me sound you know more intelligent if there's a call it the uk the uk yeah okay kind of like the aids the code Mm. it's you know you have to put the V in front of yeah, like, the drive. Like yeah. The U.S. In the, the U.S. US. Mm-hmm, the U.S. Hmm. The U.K. Yeah, you know how they refer to us as America. Mm-hmm. You're going to America. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, <laughs> we have choices. Going to the U.K., going to Birmingham, England, going. You know, yeah. which, by the way, funny stuff. If you're trying to find a plane ticket, yeah, and <laughs> you're you know trying to get back home, and you, oh, I wonder what the rate is to go to Birmingham. I looked at it one time and went. Really? <laughs> Holy moly. And found out Birmingham, England, you know? Yes. It's like, wow, dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we actually had a couple end up in Birmingham, Alabama. They were really? they were actually, yeah, they were actually catching a plane. And um, <laughs> they, <laughs> I can't remember the trip, but their whole plan was, you know, they, they were European. They were going to the UK yeah. anyway, and they ended up in Birmingham, Alabama. And oh, That's uh, interesting. So yeah, where were I'm you thinking, going? We will find our final des- destination was going to be Leeds. Oh, that's yeah. just up I twenty. <laughs> right there, you go. Boom. <laughs> because Mike because dropped. there is a Leeds just outside of Birmingham, England. There you go. So. And uh, all right, all right, Mark. Um, when when a headline screams "rope bridge over busy English road keeps squirrels out of danger," mm-hmm. yeah. I'm concerned about the humans that might need to use the old rope bridge. <laughs> Well, there was a group of British animal lovers who say a a rope bridge that they erected over a busy road has proven to be a popular means of travel for the squirrels it was designed to keep out of harm's way. The Cramlington and District Red Squirrel Group said members noticed squirrels were dying in distressing numbers on the road in Cramlington. Northumberland in Cramlington, Northumberland, while... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I'm sorry, I'm new here. While trying to pass between uh, Seg Hill Woods and the East Gramlington Nature Preserve while collecting hazelnuts. So it's kind of business as usual for squirrels. You know, you see them all the time. There are places they cross the road and they're all they're getting picked off by the dozens because they do that dance right well the group raised about a thousand dollars and was able to use the funds to erect a thick rope high above the roadway members said the squirrels started using the rope within just a few days and the number of rodent deaths on the road has sharply uh, decreased (laughs) now if they could just electrify that rope they'd have dinner (laughs) liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show the friday edition hopefully you guys have great plans for the weekend Mm. Uh, our plans include um nap today nap tomorrow (laughs) you know so planning the naps i'm thinking i can get two in tomorrow just you know going to the refrigerator and watching youtube videos in yeah well about 4 30 in the afternoon shuffling in there for dinner and you know napping through youtube videos that's part of it yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. because then you gotta go back and rewind what did i miss oh another fat guy falling oops (laughs) So with me, it's been guys exploring old abandoned mines lately. <laughs> there you go. It's just, it's just, I don't know why that happens, but you know how sometimes you get to, you, you click yeah. into something and it's like, I can't believe these people are doing this. You know who you're talking to, yeah. right? They have more of these, right? <gasps> <gasps> Look at all these videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> And of course, I'm not even embarrassed no, just, you know, no, because somebody else put it up there. <laughs> I'm just watching it. You know, I didn't make it. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if right, they'll Mark. find bats. Ooh. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, well, I'll tell you the bat stories okay. plural later on. But All right. First things first. Whenever there's a, a headline that screams cheap cheese alert. Oh. I'm a guy, so everything that comes to mind are things that in mixed company, my wife would poke me in the ribs and say, Dave, stop. Dave, stop. Please. You don't need to compare yourself to the dog. Come on. You know, that's what I'd be getting the whole time. Yeah. Well, when the pandemic brought society to a grinding halt last year, production in the lumber industry slowed down considerably. And as more and more people began working from home, they realized they no longer needed to live in crowded cities where coronavirus (laughs) was running rampant. And that led to a house building boom earlier this year mark and, well i'm thinking about this right now you don't happen to have a plunger do you, you seem to have been eating a lot of cheese lately I'm like, I'm yeah i'll meet you for lunch i'll bring it to you uh, this this led to a house building boom earlier this year uh, sorry now i'm gonna have to watch uncle buck and uh-huh. subsequently the price of lumber went through the roof according to woodworking network the wholesale price went soaring from 350 dollars per thousand board feet to nearly twelve hundred dollars per thousand board wow. feet that's a big wow. increase yeah so what does this have to do with cheese we were started off talking about well mm-hmm. the cheese industry packages its massive blocks of cheese the kind you can shred cut into cubes mm-hmm. eat straight from the wrapper like mm-hmm. a candy bar you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about yeah they, they package those in large wooden boxes and with no yeah. wooden boxes to stick their cheese into the industry has needed to pivot to cheeses it can produce without those wooden boxes namely processed cheese Mm -hmm. Last week, Bloomberg reported that the market has been flooded with processed cheese, which is packaged in 500-pound barrels that, despite their name, aren't made of wood. These Mm. barrels are large, really large, multidimensional cardboard boxes. 
<laughs> lined with thick plastic bags, which are then pumped full of liquid processed cheese product and vacuum sealed. I'm thinking, wait a minute. This sounds, looks, and acts just like a trash bag. <laughs> so you're eating garbage. Okay. <laughs> what I loved was that they finally used the word processed cheese yeah. product. Yes. <laughs> you have to put that on there for it to be yep. a legal description. Wow. And because the market is currently overflowing with processed cheese, prices have dropped to a 15-month low. So for the millions of us who will never, ever be able to afford to build a house, let's take <laughs> solace in the fact that for a little while, at least we'll be saving money on cheese, which we can then put towards our student loans so, <laughs> or, yeah. or we could build houses out of processed cheese. You know, Mark, I think you're onto something, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac show weekday mornings only on life radio.fm.